0: to follow it in your Bibles it's on page 981 and it's um, Matthew chapter 14 verses 22 to 33 so it's page 981 in your Bibles. Thank you Anna.
1: Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Amen.
0: Thank you, Anna. So, in this passage, we're told about a storm that took place in the evening when the disciples were out on their boat on the Sea of Galilee. And, of course, Jesus wasn't with them. He told them to go on ahead of him, so and and he would meet them later. told them to go on to the other side of the lake. See, Jesus had had quite a day that day. He'd uh, learnt that day of the death of his cousin, John the Baptist, and he was obviously saddened and grieving his loss. And he tried to get away to pray when he'd heard about that. But the, the crowds, hearing about all the wonderful works that he'd done, had, had followed him. And they'd followed him around. Jesus was wanting to get away, but in his compassion, he stopped and he talked to them. And he not only talked to them, but he fed them as well. And that's where, earlier in this chapter, we read about the feeding of the 5,000. So Jesus had had that day ahead of him, and he wanted some time alone to pray, and he told the disciples to go off ahead of him. As the storm took hold, uh, Jesus walked across the water to his disciples, and we get got this picture of Jesus crossing the lake, walking towards his disciples, and they see him, but they don't recognise him. Remember, there's a storm, and the seas would have been raging around him, and actually they get very frightened because they think they're seeing a ghost, but then Peter realises that it's Jesus. And amazed at what he's seeing, he sees Jesus walking on the water. And being Peter, as he was, he wanted to do what Jesus did. And he wanted to serve Jesus as best as he could. So he asked Jesus to tell him to come to him. And Jesus does. So Peter has his eyes fixed on Jesus. You can imagine the scene. Peter's looking at Jesus and he takes a few steps on the water. But then, after a few steps... He becomes overcome with the fear, the storm. He he recognises the wind. He probably recognises the amazingness of what he's doing. And he becomes overcome with fear and he starts to sink. And he cries out to Jesus, Lord save me. And of course Jesus does save him and he reaches out his arm and he pulls him into the boat with him as they get, get on board. And then Jesus asks him, why do you have such little faith? And really it's faith that I want us to look at this morning. So both faith and the amazing power and the love of our Lord Jesus. I once heard somebody say in a sermon that uh, the two most important things you can ask for in prayer are to have your faith increased and to have your love for others increased. Now I don't know if that's true, but I do know the importance of faith because our faith affects so much in our lives It affects because it affects our relationship with God. How much do we trust him? And if we trust him fully, then our lives are transformed. We have a completely different life once we learn how to trust how to trust in Jesus and to walk through life with him. But faith in what exactly? I suppose you can think of it as this different levels of faith and different layers of faith. So do we have faith that Jesus is our saviour and his death on the cross means that our sins can be forgiven? As Christians, you know, that's obviously pretty fundamental to to what we do believe. But beyond that, do we have faith that Jesus has a plan for our life? And when things are happening in our life, do we believe that he's working everything for our good? Do we always believe that? When we're sick, do we have strong faith that he can heal us? When we pray, do we always believe that our prayers will be answered and they're being listened to? Like in the story we just read, when we have storms in life, which we always will, do we have faith that our Lord can see us through those storms and safely back onto the boat? Do we have faith that we have the Holy Spirit living within us and changing us and transforming us? Do we have faith in that? Do we even have faith, like Peter showed here, faith that we can walk on water? Could we go out and walk in water? walk on water if Jesus was with us? Could we move mountains like the Bible talks about? So there's all these different levels of faith and while we might have a strong faith in some of those and and some of them we might have a lesser faith or just struggle to conjure up enough faith to believe some of these things when we're going through difficulties, you know, everything there is different. But as Christians, like I say, we do have that strong faith that Jesus is our saviour, saviour. But even that, we must recognise, can waver at times. Now Peter, with his faith and his courage, he desperately wanted his faith to allow him to do what Jesus was doing and to walk on the water. And remember, Peter had seen Jesus perform miracles. You know, he'd seen him healing the sick and raising the dead even. He'd seen him just that day feeding the 5,000. So Peter's faith was an incredibly strong Faith because he'd witnessed firsthand what Jesus was doing. He'd even seen him calm a storm on the same sea. You know, we read about that earlier in the Gospels, that had already happened. So Peter showed an amazing amount of faith, even just to try and walk on the water. But I'm sure Peter would have liked his faith to be stronger because Jesus said to him at the end of that, didn't he? He said, why do you have such little faith? And of course we'd all like our faith to be stronger. Some of Peter's faith was based on what he'd seen. But we read after Jesus' resurrection the the doubts that Thomas, one of his other disciples, had. And he needed to see the marks on his hands and the nails that had gone through his hands and his feet before he would believe. And Jesus showed him that and then Thomas believed. But Jesus said then, blessed are those who believe and and have not seen and that so we haven't seen Jesus in the flesh but we're called to believe so how can we develop faith I've had many friends that have seen my faith over the years and my faith has grown over the years but even in my early days as a christian or just as a somebody who had uh, you know started off with a, a fairly shallow sort of faith and I still have people say how how do you believe I'd like to believe what you believe they would say I would like to have what you have and that assurance that you have that you've got this power working through you and within you, enabling you to do things, um, that that assurance and peace that you get from knowing that we have eternal life. But they just couldn't believe it. They'd like to, but they couldn't. And I'd try and reason with them. I'd try and think about from quite a logical mindset, I guess, why I have that faith. And I would say, just look at the world around you. Look at the beauty of creation. Look at everything that God's made. Look at the fact that we have love and consciousness and all the beauty that's in the world. And then I'd question what they believe as atheists because you know I'd say what you believe is way more incredible than what I believe. If you're an atheist, you believe something where you think you've got all the answers, but what you believe is basically that out of nothing everything was created and it was all just random matter splattered across the universe billions of years ago and out of that random set of events more random stuff took place that eventually led to us being here like I say in our consciousness our love for one another the fact we're here this morning this all came from a random set of chance and I'd say that's more unbelievable and I get my faith from believing that as a creator and there's a beauty in creation But really that would go so far to persuading people and they'd see some merit in what I said but really as I've learnt over the years my faith comes from learning step by step to build a relationship with a living God and to step out in faith trusting him. I remember a time when I was much much younger my working days, early on in my in my working days and uh, I'd been asked to do a, a big presentation at work and all the big cheeses at work we're all going to attend this presentation and presentations are like my worst nightmare particularly if they were then and having to do that sort of thing in front of people I was incredibly nervous I just remember being so so nervous and I got there early I had to do slides and videos and I'd set everything up made sure everything was working fine and all these people come in the room and they say off you go and as tech does you press the button and the screen just goes blank. <laughs> I, I just remember this sense of blind panic sort of welling up in, inside of me. And uh, rather than get up and start fiddling with the computer and trying to get all the ca- make sure all the cables were connected, I just cried out to God. I said, "God, just don't let this be happening to me. Just, just help me with this." And uh, and the screen just flickered back into life and came on. You might think that's fairly trivial, but you might think that it's just coincidence or or whatever. But I think the reality is that God was pleased that I just called out to him. I think God liked it when we call out to him. So rather than trying to fix everything ourselves, we call out to him and we hand things over to him. And I didn't rely on my own strength, I relied on his strength. And I learned to trust God through little things like that, just trusting him with the small things in life. And then learning to trust him with the big things. So trusting him with family matters, with health matters, with everything really. you know. And as we build that relationship with God, you feel the presence of his Holy Spirit. I don't say I feel it continuously, but there are moments when I feel his Spirit just burning in me so brightly that I just know it's real. There's nothing else that feels like God's love. And that's where faith comes from. And that's why I believe and that's why my faith has grown. So in this passage we're told that Jesus sent the disciples out without him. So do we think that Jesus knew there would be a storm? Of course he did. Did he have a plan to keep them safe? Of course he had a plan to keep them safe. He knew what he was going to do. He knew he was going to walk across the water and, and, and save them and calm the storm. But he uses the storm He let the storm happen in their lives to test and strengthen their faith, and He allows storms in our lives to create those storms. But storms happen, and these storms can test and strengthen our faith too. So, when storms in life come along, what what do we do? Uh, Because we know that the storms will come come to us, and the first thing we need to do is to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. At the beginning of this, you know. Jesus, Peter was just focused on Jesus he just saw him and he believed fully and his faith was strong he was close to Jesus and you know he got out of that boat and he walked on water so we need to take care not to focus on the storm if you possibly can in John <clears throat> chapter 16 Jesus says I have told you these things so that in me you can have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world So we'll always have problems and the problems can be completely overwhelming. But in Jesus, we can still find peace in the middle of that storm. So try not to do what Peter did and take your eyes off Jesus. If we do and we start to think how scary our situation is, then inevitably we will be overwhelmed. So just keep our eyes just focused on Jesus. And that can mean different things. When we get close to God and we get close to Jesus in different ways, We can do that through prayer, we can do it through worship music, we can do it just through quiet reflection, but just draw close to Jesus and just keep your eyes focused on him when when we're going through those storms. The disciples, they would have been rowing across that sea for hours and basically they were rowing against the wind and they weren't getting anywhere and Peter realised it was better to stop struggling. And just to turn to Jesus instead. And it's the same with us when we're in a storm. We can struggle. We can struggle with our thoughts. We go into just overthinking everything. And sometimes we just need to stop thinking. and, And just hand everything over to Jesus and draw close to him. So we need to continue to have faith through the storms. We need to remember how Jesus has helped us in the past. I'm sure we've all got testimonies where we can say how Jesus has brought us through previous storms what he's done for us the miracles that he's worked in our lives and the longer we know him the more that we can call on those sorts of experiences so just remember who he is and what he's done for you and the more that we worship and the more faith that we show that's the perfect antidote to fear you know when when we're anxious and we're fearful just like I said just draw close to God and that's the best way of of taking those fears away and we're talking here about storms, but remember that God's power doesn't have any limits. He's not limited to just seeing us through the difficulties of life. He's much more than that. He He's a living God who loves us, who wants good things for us. And we're told that with even a tiny amount of faith, the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. Nothing is impossible for us. You know, we can walk on water. We see it. We see it happening. And this is just Amazing. So our faith isn't about just getting through those storms, but it's about living an abundant and joyous life. It's about getting to know God. It's about finding out what he's got planned for your life, what he wants you to do with your life. It's about learning to love him more, to trust him more. Make yourself available to him and allow him to take a lead in your life and lead you on a journey through life. And that's the joyous life that as Christians we have promised to us. So we all need more faith every one of us and it can be hard at times to keep that faith where we'd like it to be without a doubt and to keep our focus on jesus but just encourage you all now to keep your eyes fixed on him just draw close to him every day pray to him speak to him and learn how to step out in faith to take risks in life to do things that deepen your relationship with him and the peace and joy that he brings both through the storm and through those good times is immeasurable, and it's certainly better than trying to get through this life on our own strength and in our own power. And praise our God for that. Okay, now, there's a song called Oceans, which I think covers quite a lot of what I've just talked about. So it's just a video, and I think, let's just sit and listen to the words of this video. That'll come on the screen. I'll just read some of them now. It says, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters, wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my savior just got the laptop here for two seconds.